it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to New Horizons. Today we feature once again the editorial from Blind Citizens News. This is the latest Blind Citizens News released last week. And uh, here's Glenn Morrow with the editorial written by Jonathan Craig. The record slides smoothly out of its sleeve and I catch its edges on the tips of my index fingers so as to avoid touching the surface of either side. Most people could achieve this thoughtlessly. For me, it's something to be proud of. Carefully, I line up the hole in the centre of the disc with the spindle on the turntable and let it drop with a satisfying clunk. Next, I bring the tone arm over the record. On the end is the delicate needle, which will thread its way through the grooves and translate them into music. I carefully line up the cartridge so that the needle, theoretically, is sitting directly over the outer groove, which can be easily seen, but which I can't readily distinguish, even if I were to risk the sound quality with my fingerprints. Again, I do this without touching either the needle or the surface of the record. Using the lever, I gently lower the needle into the groove while starting the turntable spinning with my other hand. If I've got it right, I'll hear a telltale crackle caused by tiny specks of dirt gathered on the surface of the disc despite my best efforts. Then, after a few moments, track one will burst into life. I've been building my relatively humble collection over the last few years largely through trawling op shops with my wife or support workers. For most of that time, I've had no idea what I was about to hear when I went through that complex ceremony. Melbourne's six months of lockdown has given me a great chance to rectify that problem. Putting each record into a braille-labelled sleeve, with stickers on the inner sleeves to indicate which was the A-side. The process took hours, and my collection is relatively small. Most of the other collectors I know have found this task too enormous to consider. Relying on eccentricities of the sleeves or packaging to identify their favourites. Otherwise, it's a lucky dip. I can't think of a less accessible way to enjoy music. Playing your favourite song from an LP is a matter of trial and error. Meanwhile, using streaming services, I can listen to anything I want to with a voice command. And don't forget, one side of a record only holds around 20 minutes of music. After that, I have to get up and go through the process I just described all over again. I'm not the only one embracing this outdated format. Vinyl is generating more revenue than CDs for the first time since 1986. 
but apart from sound quality, much of its modern appeal is visual, and for sighted listeners, it presents far fewer challenges. It's completely nonsensical that I should volunteer for such a difficult user experience. Meanwhile, when I catch up with my friends who are blind or vision impaired, I invariably take the chance to complain about inaccessible apps and websites, knowing they'll understand. Dear reader, am I a hypocrite? I have to admit, when I first started editing this magazine, I was frustrated by the way BCA refers to its members people who are blind or vision impaired, felt like an incredibly clunky way to start a sentence. And in the middle, it was even worse. It seemed to interrupt the flow and the rhythm, asking more cognitive effort of the reader before they could enjoy the second half of my statement. Lately, I've found another way of looking at it. The familiar process of passing those words can feel kind of satisfying. It can also build up anticipation for whatever message you're about to hear. Yes, you may have to get up and turn over the sentence halfway through, but if it's a good one, side B will be worth it. We are record collectors, even though it's far more difficult for us. We are binge-watchers, even though we need a mediator to explain what's happening sometimes. Even though audiobooks and podcasts are more accessible, we are painters and photographers, sailors, sportswomen, makeup artists, dancers, gamers. People are messy and contradictory. People don't always make sense. People love what they love, and they pursue their passions regardless of obstacles. We'll never stop arguing about how we should describe ourselves, and I'm eager for the debate to continue, even in the pages of this magazine, if you have strong feelings. But as I get up from my couch in my house where I've been trapped for months, I feel at peace with the paradox of this ridiculous hobby that has comforted and preoccupied me during a very strange time. I lift the disc off the turntable, again holding it carefully by the edges, and flip it over. People who are blind or vision impaired are people first. And we're bringing Jonathan back once again to discuss his editorial, but also to tell us a little bit about what we can find in the latest edition of Blind Citizens News. I was particularly drawn to your editorial uh, this quarter, and uh, it's almost like you wrote it with me in mind, because uh, I'm an avid record collector as well. So (laughs) let's let's, uh, do a bit of geeking out here. How many records do you think you've got at the moment? Um... I have probably just frustratingly low amount off 200. Is there a particular type of music you like to collect? 
Uh, the first records that I owned were whatever you could get for a dollar. And, um, you know, they were wild. Um, you you know, you could get some of your typical, like, Mantovani classical nonsense. Um, and you could also get some of those great um, sort of um, Muzak records from that era, which were kind of... I mean, it's hard to even know what they were meant to do, but they were sort of meant to be played in the background at various kinds of functions. Mm. One of my favourite uh, records is, is um, kind of a, a compilation of... Um, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong's various duets. Also, you know, just some great rock and roll records like um, The Clash's London Calling, um, you know, a few Beatles records, Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, a lot of the the, the stalwarts that you would expect in any well-respecting hipster's uh, kind of uh, record collection. I'm kind of interested in, in um, th- the processes via which the records are produced. Some of the new records... Uh, which are basically for those who don't understand uh, repressings of albums that have previously been produced on record. They aren't sourced from analog tape necessarily in the same way. And one of the reasons that people really uh, love records is um, that direct analog uh, kind of relationship between the recording and the listener um, without any digital intermediaries. But that's not entirely the reason that I love records. As I said, you know, I love records partly because of the ritual of playing a record. Mm. You know, labelling 200 records is is a pretty major undertaking. And, you know, we do some pretty major undertakings as blind and vision impaired people. And uh, most recently, yeah, you have published the latest edition of Blind Citizens News. Tell us about uh, some of the content. Well... I think that um, the, you know, the process of labelling all of these records, you know, it was somewhat meditative and I did it partly while producing this edition of Blind Citizens News. And I think, you know, as I said, it was a really interesting thing to do in lockdown, a kind of therapeutic, a kind of self-care, but also kind of self-reflection over all of the records that I've collected and also why I'm collecting these records. And, you know... Blind Citizens News more and more is becoming about those kinds of self-reflections and talking about what are some um, ways to deal with some of the many situations that people who are blind and vision impaired have to deal with that are unique compared to other populations. So, for example, we have a beautiful piece from uh, Jane Britt, who's on BCA staff, just about her experience of the pandemic and the unique vectors via which it affected her. Um, and we have a piece from Ricky Chaplin um, about what advocacy needs to look like and how you can get through it when you are finding it incredibly frustrating, which it can be very frustrating. And some of his tips uh, come from so much experience and are simple, clear and empowering. We also have a piece from uh, a newcomer to Blind Citizens News, Annette Leishman. Um, she has uh, retinitis pigmentosa and she writes uh, an extraordinary piece about her experience of coming to terms with her vision impairment and coming to see it as part of her identity where perhaps previously it was something that she was a little bit less willing to be proud of. And we also have 
uh, a really great feature essay from Fiona Woods. Now, Fiona is the uh, head of BCA's National Policy Council, and she's written a brilliant piece on on ableism from her personal perspective for this issue. And that's particularly appropriate because uh, coming up pretty shortly uh, is a BCA forum or happy hour on that very topic. Yeah, so this is one of the things that uh, we're starting to institute. Um, I have always been nattering on in Blind Citizens News about conversations and how the conversation that we're having is such an important part of making people feel included in our community. And so one of the things that I think is a really interesting idea is to extend the conversation beyond the magazine itself into some of these forums where people who may not necessarily want to write an article can get involved and can uh, kind of ask questions and follow up on the themes in an article. So we're going to have on the 1st of December uh, a happy hour uh, where Fiona Woods will be there and also Julianne Bell and also possibly uh, a couple of other people that we're looking into at the moment. Um, And in that, we're just going to go a little bit deeper into the ideas that Fiona explored and and give people the opportunity to uh, have their own personal reflections on them. Now, I know that uh, just as soon as one issue is published, Jonathan, the next one is almost due to be released. But what is the due date for the next issue? And uh, is there anything in particular for which you're seeking? Um, What I'm seeking, uh, I'm really excited about how some of the pieces that we've been publishing recently have followed up from or responded to other pieces. And so, you know, read the previous editions and see whether there's any way that you can add your own thoughts. Um, The due date for the next edition of Blind Citizens News is Friday, 11 December. Friday, the 11th of December gives you two or three weeks to uh, get together and uh, work out what you're going to put forward. Jonathan, once again, thanks for joining us and congratulations on your editorial. And do let me know when you get to 200 records. Awesome. Thank you so much. And as a reminder, coming up this Saturday, the 21st of November, is the Women's Branch AGM. If you'd like to attend that meeting, contact nwb at bca.org.au, nwb at bca.org.au, or call BCA for more details. If you'd like to contact BCA, 1-800-033-660 is the number, 1-800-033-660. Or if you would like to email bca at bca.org.au. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization.